For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on a Tuesday morning, a wet Tuesday morning. The rain is coming down. So if you don't have to leave the house yet, don't. But if you do have to leave the house, well, bring an umbrella, wear a rain jacket, although it's pretty warm and muggy too. The word of the day, at least the word I'm using to describe the weather, gross. Uh, App Al in Somerset. Sent in a, a an app, mes, app chat message. Yes, Tim, I thought it was funny also that Senator Montigny and the mayor were on vacation and this happens. We were all blindsided. I guess there was a little confusion. Uh, the mayor is on vacation for sure. Uh, we don't know that Senator Montigny is. So it, it is a little curious if he's not that it, it took him so long to put out a statement yesterday for something that I would have thought he would have had a statement ready for considering how much he has pushed for Star Store in the past. But, I again, I reached out to his press person yesterday morning as soon as we found out about this and said, you know, I'm looking for a statement from the senator on this. And she wrote back and said, I'm going to reach out and talk to him about this. So, But I, I guess I had heard that he was on vacation because I'd heard it mentioned on the air from, from Barry, and I guess there was a little confusion there. We don't know for sure that he was, but maybe he was. But the mayor was. And it still seems odd that, you know, almost a week after the budget is signed, that's when we find out about this not being there. Why didn't we know about it when the budget was signed? Why didn't we know about it before the budget was signed? And those are some of the questions that we have to ask, as well as what's the real motivation behind this? It's not the $2.7 million that's being reported as the number that they were paying for it. It's not. It's it's the money that would have had to go into upkeep of the building or the fact that the building isn't being kept up because the chancellor said in his email he mentioned safety of the staff and the students and saying that there was a lot of work and renovations that need to be done that the school cannot afford to do and i i guess there's something in state law that says that if the state is leasing the building the state cannot be the ones making the repairs so it's on either UMass Dartmouth to take that out of its coffers or out of the building owner to take care of those things. Now, it's reported that the building owner does not want to sell it to the state, sell the building to the state for a dollar, as was in the original lease agreement. 
that he's contesting that. And if that's the case, that's probably why he's not fixing things. Again, I don't know that to to be for sure, but I'm just trying to extrapolate reasons out of what we know because we're not being told all the information. So I'm trying to extrapolate those things out. And that's about where I can get us to. Uh, Also, let's see if we get any more information too about, well, then what's the plan for that building? If if it's not going to be the Star Store UMass Dartmouth campus, what are we? What, what's going to happen to the building? Is it going to be sold? Does the owner have a better offer, or does he think he will get a better offer? I mean, I'm sure any offer over a dollar is is a better offer, right? But what will it become? It's not going to be turned into housing for immigrants, which I've seen. Everybody commenting under the story on social media. Well, that's why the state's going to turn it into housing for the immigrants. The state can't do that. The state doesn't own the building. If the state owned the building, we wouldn't be in this situation. So the state doesn't have the power to do that. I'm sure that the owner of the building is not saying to himself, gee, you know what we should do with this building? We should totally tank its market value by turning it into migrant housing. Because I'm sure somebody will want to come in and pay top dollar for a building that's being used as shelter for anybody. Doesn't matter. So I I think that that's being blown out of proportion. I think, I think Marcus and Chris were kind of half joking about that yesterday. And some people have run, run with it. I think other people just want to push their anti-immigrant agenda and and tie that into it. The same reason why the $45 million a month that we are told is being spent on shelter and aid for these immigrants is not the reason why the state isn't paying the $2.7 million to lease the building. It's just, it's not. The state is leasing tons of buildings across the Commonwealth for various purposes. And I'm sure they're not all getting their funding pulled so that that money can go to immigrants. It sounds to me, because I actually read the information that we're given, listen to the people that are speaking, and try to craft what the narrative must be based on those facts as opposed to what my immediate biases are. And those facts are telling me that there's a larger investment that needs to be done that somebody just doesn't want to do. That UMass Dartmouth has said they can't do it because, and it said right in the chancellor's letter, we would have to raise tuition for all 7,500 of our students and that wouldn't be sustainable for them considering what they're already paying. And again, for 116 students, I don't want to belittle the program at all. I don't want to belittle what Star Store means to New Bedford and what the College of Visual and Performing Arts means to UMass Dartmouth. But we're talking about 116 students. We're talking about one lecture hall full of students. 
in, 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 I don't remember off the top of my head exactly how many seats are in them, but I'm pretty sure if you go into the library building and they have the, the Carney Library, there's, there's two lecture halls that I'm aware of, at least I don't, there was when I went there, immediately outside of the library doors that probably seat 116 people. In the Group 6 building, there's at least one lecture hall that I know of that I took quite a few classes in that seats 116 people. I've actually lectured myself in that room. So we're talking about a lecture hall full of students. That's, that's how many students are utilizing that building. For the university to have to make a significant financial investment into the repairs and any renovations that are needed. Let's not forget New Bedford Light had a pretty in-depth report not that long ago about how enrollment was down in those, I, I forget the exact term that they use, but, you know, the, the physical arts, ceramics, painting, you know, the things that people are in there hands-on, pottery, hands-on doing as opposed to being a digital version of art, that the enrollment was down in those programs. So it's a nice thing to have when somebody else is paying the bill, but it's not something that the university wants to put money into because the return on investment isn't there for them. That's, that's why they're not, one of the reasons why they're not getting that money. It has nothing to do with the immigrants. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning. How you doing? What's on your mind? Uh, so, I don't. I don't think it's so much of people pushing an immigrant agenda. Um, I think we're at a point now where, you know, we're just kind of putting all the puzzle pieces together, and it's like, okay, you have a major, uh, like a major building that didn't get state funding for school not get they didn't get the funding so and then now you know we're in a state of emergency uh for an illegal immigrant problem um and then all of a sudden we have a big humongous building that can house over uh, how many people that it doesn't matter how many people it can house the state doesn't own the building right but i mean we don't, I mean, I, I heard... The mall heard could house a lot of immigrants, too, but you don't say that the mall is going to be turned into immigrant housing. Yeah, the mall The mall, The mall. mall isn't going anywhere right now. Neither is the I, Star well, Store building. That's why they're not getting it for a dollar. Right, but the Star Store building is now going to be vacant come the fall. So what? There's a lot of vacant buildings that are privately owned. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and is the... Is the, is the UMass, is UMass Dartmouth state funded? Yes, it's a it's a state school. Okay. We're in a state of emergency right now. We're not. A state well, of emergency if, doesn't mean that you're cutting funding to state schools. No, I, I, a state no, of I'm emergency means you're I'm requesting saying. extra funding from the federal government. 
Right. I'm saying now, if the state if the state comes to this guy and says, "Hey, we got a vacant you got a vacant building for us. We're in a state of emergency. We want to buy that building. We're not going to buy it for a dollar. We want to buy it more for more for more than a dollar." This guy might. This guy, hey, the state might come and say, "Hey, we'll give you a, what, how x amount of dollars." So, so the state doesn't want to pay two point seven million dollars to have it continue to be a campus for the school, but they're going to pay you know market rate for the building so they can put immigrants well, in it. Look at what happened to the MBTA in the city of New Bedford for the land that on, on Church Street could have gotten about four or five more, four or five times that value, but they ended up selling it for what four hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, but that was for a legitimate reason. They don't just go. They don't just go around forcing people that that own buildings to give them those buildings for less money, so they can do what they so, want with it. So the so the state of emergency is not a legitimate reason in your eyes. The state of emergency doesn't mean that they're going to go around buying buildings from people. State of emergency is something you declare so that you can get federal funding. Right now, but you you don't. We we have a we have a, a housing problem as it is already in the city of New Bedford. Do not. Yeah. So that we so the in order for in order in order for uh Governor Healy to to declare a state of emergency and then all of a sudden you got a big building that's that's vacant. Why what why wouldn't she say, "Hey, come down to New Bedford and say, "Hey, we want to use that building right there downtown. Perfect perfect location." Because they can't. I don't know. I don't know, Tim. Hey. I don't know. It's it's just you can't twist what is reality to fit whatever narrative you're trying to push here, John. I just don't know. I, no, 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 no. No, I'm not pushing it. Believe me, I'm not pushing any narr- that narrative or agenda. Um, what, I just don't know where you're getting these facts that it's absolutely 100% not true that it's not going to house illegal immigrants. I've been listening all morning, and, I, and I, I've been hearing you say it's 100% not going to be that. It's not, not going to be that. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I'm... You can't I'm, say I'm, that, though. No, I'm, I, I would say 100% it's not going to be that. Well, I guess we'll just we'll have to see if that's the sure. Case. And I if mean, I'm I, wrong, I, if I'm wrong, I'll admit that I'm wrong. But I don't see I don't see any wrong. But I don't see any I, other private building that people are pointing to and saying, "Well, the state's going to buy that building and put immigrants in there." I just don't think that you should be taking all the cards off the table right now for that building. That card is a completely different game than the game that we're talking about. I don't know. You're trying to know. shove an Uno card into a game of poker. Uh. <laughs> A good comparison. Uh, you could say that, but you, like a, anything's possible. Honestly, anything's possible at this at this day and age. Anything. I, I and every every that. every immigrant could suddenly turn around hey, and go back to where they came from too. That's possible, I, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Tim, it wouldn't surprise me that they would go to Fort Tabor, okay, down the south end of New Bedford, and put illegal immigrants in the in the the, the battery the battery uh, buildings down there. The, the 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 vacant battery the battery buildings we have down there. That's ridiculous. It surprise me at this point. It, would, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. You know, it's like it's like we have such an immigrant uh, a migrant problem. I'm trying to watch what I say because I don't want I don't want to get canceled off WBSM. But it's like I, I I just we have a problem, and the governor is is saying that we're in a state of emergency. Whose fault is this though? Like honestly, whose fault? Why are we in a state of emergency right now? Well, I think that I, I, I think border. I think the shelter law is is the biggest issue. I think I think that, I mean, back when she was uh, attorney general, did she not go down to the southern border and was handing out pamphlets saying, "Come to Massachusetts, we'll house you. We have 
a shelter law that you can use and utilize? I mean, how stupid can you be? So let's just say that the federal government gave Massachusetts the money and then we were able to house these people without any issue. Then would you be against it? If the federal, either way, Tim, we're paying for it. Federal or state, we're still paying. So if the federal government, if the federal government is able to bring in money to help them find shelter, they start going to work, they, they have jobs, they pay taxes, do you see a downside to that? If they had jobs, if they if they're allowed to work, now that's the thing. That's a, that's that's like the double side, the double edged sword. It's like, okay, these people are coming into Massachusetts. They're not allowed to work. Right. That has we to be something to that has them, to be fixed. We need to get them to work. Mm-hmm. If they want to start contributing to society and working and get, you know and and, and 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 you know, like I said, contributing to society, okay, and fill out their paperwork and do everything that way the legal way i have no problem with that but bombarding yourself into a state or a country that you do not belong in illegally it's against the law well let's 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 not use the phrase do not belong because that's that's not accurate Tim, tim if i if i blew if i blew through the gates of russia okay and 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 declared my status as an illegal immigrant an illegal immigrant in russia what the hell would happen to me um, Honestly, they would. I would probably they, get they, sent. No, they they would actually probably take you and uh, and ask you all kinds of questions and treat you like a like a king to get information out of you. No, no, no! Come on, Let's ask Lee Harvey Oswald. Come on, ask yeah, Lee Harvey please. Oswald how he was treated when he was over there. No, listen, listen. It's not, John. I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about you, John. I'm not talking about you know oh, yeah, the average know, person. Yeah, know, you I'm, you I'm, you were in the military. You have you have knowledge that they would find valuable. I was just a grunt. They don't, I got no knowledge. But listen, um, <laughs> don't sell yourself I, I, short. <laughs> I just, you know, you know where I stand on this, Tim. It's just, it's you know, these people, these people, the 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 illegal immigrant, the migrants that came here, okay, illegally, they, they were, there was a process set in place where they can come legally, and they chose not to take that route because of the Title Forty Two. Some of these people Everybody are here came. under asylum rules. How many are here under asylum? I don't know the number, but just don't don't sweep a broad brush over everybody. No, that's not the case. It's all right. This isn't going to go nowhere. No, probably not. But I do have to go to a break, so that's, that's where know, we're going to have you. to go. All right. I'll Thank you for the call. Have a good day. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We'll be right back. And welcome back in five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Caller, I'm going to ask you the caller who just called in. I'm going to ask you just to hang on on hold, and we'll take you as soon as we come back from the news because it is time to go into the WBSM newsroom and get an update on all the latest stories of the day with Adam Bass. Wildfires in Hawaii have now claimed at least 99 lives. On Monday, Governor Josh Green said more than 80% of the structures that were destroyed are residential. While noting that housing for the displaced has been a priority, he applauded those who have taken survivors to their homes. The blaze that tore through the town of Lahaina on the island of Maui is now the deadliest wildfire in U.S. history. Damages are estimated at more than $5.5 billion. 
Former President Trump has been indicted on criminal charges for his alleged efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina believes that there's no way Trump will get a fair trial. I know that Fulton County is the most liberal county, I think, in all of Georgia. The DA there is a Democrat. He's accused of breaking state election laws in the weeks after Election Day in an effort to remain in power. The charges center around actions that include allegedly making false claims of ballot fraud and pressuring local officials to find him more votes to overturn the election. The Democratic Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Williams has Willis has been investigating Trump and his allies for more than two years. Trump has denied any wrongdoing. The ambassador to Russia visited the Wall Street Journal reporter detained in Russia. The State Department says Ambassador Lynn Tracy visited Evan Gershkovich in Moscow on Monday. He was officially designated wrongfully detained by Russia by the U.S. State Department in April. Tracy said Gershkovich is in good health and remains strong. The United Kingdom's Defense Ministry says British Air Force jets intercepted Russian bombers. The ministry confirms the pilots monitored the two Russian long-range maritime patrol bombers north of Scotland in an international airspace on Monday. The ministry also said Russian military aircraft entering the United Kingdom's controlled zone can be dangerous to other aircraft, but the Russians never entered UK airspace. Officials say it could take months, if not years, to determine the cause of a massive home explosion in Pennsylvania. A father and son were killed and several others were injured. And nearly 60 responding firefighters were treated for minor injuries in a Pittsburgh suburb. The explosion was captured by a neighbor's ring camera. And the opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after a higher close Monday to start off the trading week. Tech stocks were among the bright spots with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ rebounding after weekly losses. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 26 points to 35,307. The S&P 500 rose 25 points to 44,89. And the NASDAQ climbed 143 points to 13,788. In sports, the Boston Red Sox are in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., to begin a series tonight against the Washington Nationals. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We have a flood watch until noon for our area. Expect that heavy rain moving through with some heavy winds at times. Now, as we head into the afternoon, it's going to be more drizzly, cloudy, with some afternoon scattered showers. We'll reach a high near 74. As we head into the overnight, it's going to be mostly cloudy and humid. We could see another spot thunderstorm passing through, low of 65. Tomorrow, just a few spot showers, humid, high near 78. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 71 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. It's okay if you listen in the shower. Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. And back to your phone calls, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. Let, let me ask you something. In, in your opinion, uh, the fast store, there's no parking there. There's no parking for that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the state owns it, right? They bought it off Paul Downey, am I correct? I, I don't think that they did. I don't think they completed that sale. 
Well, they haven't completed it. From from what I've been reading, it looks like uh, Downey has been contesting having to sell it to them for a dollar. Really? Well, he yeah, he should contest it. Uh, I think it's up to Paul Downey what's going to go there, not the state of Massachusetts. Right. As long as he owns it, he's going to dictate that, and uh, the state's right. not going to come in and take it over. Now, uh, he does own a couple of other buildings here in New Bedford that are medical-related uh, buildings. I'm wondering if, uh, if that could be in the works. But uh, to put housing there without parking, we've got enough housing without parking. We've got uh, the New Bedford uh, Hotel, very little parking. I mean, uh, uh, We don't need any more... Any more public housing here in New Bedford? Does, we need we need single family homes. That's does does Star do. Store use the Zaytarian garage? Do people that 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 want to use you know, that want to go to Star Store can they use the Zaytarian garage? They they would have to pay, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think you're gonna have to pay no matter where you park. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, the point is, uh, any other town would have residents parking, but they don't here in New Bedford. But uh, my, my my understanding is that uh, the state's going to have a tough time taking that away from Paul Downey. It seems that way, yeah. It seems if yeah. if he's if he's not willing to sell it for a dollar, then my assumption would be he wants fair market rate for it. Who 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 the hell is the state to dictate to him what he can sell his business for? From my understanding, it was in the original lease, so it was a twenty year lease, and then at the end of the lease, they would have the option to buy it for a dollar. Really. That was in our reporting from Kate Robinson last year, yeah. I think that needs to be looked at. But anyways, have a great day. You as well. You Take it easy. Uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you have, you know, when you have the uh, building under your control, then it might be a different story. If the state had actually bought the building, then I could I could entertain people saying, well, they're going to use it as a, as a housing for migrants. Okay, well, yeah, but it's a state-owned building, so that's a possibility. But as long as it's owned by a private individual, and I don't know the specifics of the contract, but I'm going to guess that the, the lease that they signed, if the purchase option was there for a dollar, it would be to continue to use it as a campus of UMass Dartmouth. I would think that anybody that signed that agreement back in 2001 would have been smart enough not to allow it so that the state could say, we will buy it for a dollar and use it for whatever we want. So, again, I, I can only go by what our reporting was last year when Senator Montigny's office and, and the uh, state legislature made the announcement that it would be buying the building for a dollar. But apparently that has not gone through. And apparently from what I've read in some places, it is being contested by Paul Downey that he doesn't want to sell the building for a dollar, which I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, you can contest and if you already signed it, but certainly it's worth a shot if you're talking about, you know, millions of dollars in difference. And I don't blame him for wanting to, you know, contest that. Also, you're probably thinking, I'm going to collect, I mean, at it, it, it $2.7 million a year, well, I don't know that that was the exact amount every year, but let's just say it was $2.7 million a year times 20 years, they're probably paying you what they would pay for the building.
in, in, in rent. You know, kind of like a, a rent-to-own scenario. But now the, the market is a lot different than it was in 2001. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Gilly Saffield. Morning, Gilly. How are you? Good. How you doing? Your right. previous caller. Mm-hmm. Did you know who it was? I know who it was. Okay. I mean, there's a guy that lives in a shed, and he's living in housing. And he says, we don't need no more housing. No, no, I, I don't think he said. I don't think he said that we don't need any more housing. He said we don't need any more housing without parking. Well, but still in the same breath, he lives in housing, and he's he's running for mayor, and he's already put his papers in, and he's calling in to talk about. That's all I'm trying to say. The guy. He's he's welcome to call in and discuss. No, 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 no. I understand that. I understand that. But he lives in a garage, not even a garage. He lives in Carolina apartment. The taxpayers are paying him. He's talking about we don't need no more housing in New Bedford. And I don't care if it's for parking or whatever. The guy's got no right, in my in my eyes, to go on the radio as he's running for mayor and criticize. Okay? Sometimes it is, you know, sometimes it is better to keep your mouth shut and be considered a fool than sometimes you open it and you remove all doubts. Well, that, I just want to let the people know that was Eric Michael Jansen. All right. Bye-bye. You have a good day. Uh, we, we don't tell anybody that they can't call in. However, there is a period of time in which if someone calls in and is, you know, campaigning, then we have to offer the equal time to their opponent. So if we were within that window, which we are not, but if we were within that window and Mike Jansen called in and said, you know, we don't... And he didn't say we don't need housing. But if he called in and said, you know, we don't need housing. And uh, if I'm mayor, I will push to make sure that we have more business and we have housing. Well, I mean, I'm just using that as an example, too. I'm not saying he would say that. But if he called in and said that, he said, you know, if I'm elected mayor, I will I will uh, do that. Then we would have to say to Mayor Mitchell, well, do you want equal time to say your side of things? But you can call up and talk about the issues even when you're a candidate running, as long as you're not campaigning as part of that. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's shaking, playboy? Lamone, what's going on? Just living and loving. So, you know, like uh, this weekend, I was uh, a couple of months back, I was trying to see if you were going to come and meet me in New York. So, so we go to the hip-hop, uh, 50-year hip-hop uh, celebration. Yeah, it was this, this past Friday it was the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Exactly. So I did the next best thing. I stayed home in Vegas, and I went to go see Dogstar. You know Dogstar? Yeah, that's Keanu Reeves' band, right? Yes. Uh, so they just they 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 debuted their uh, new first new album in twenty years. It's <laughs> uh, not ex- not exactly hip hop, but yeah, well, exactly. It's not New York either. True. So you know, you know, brothers got to do what brothers got to do. So yeah. It was fun. I got to kick it with Keanu. I've known him for years. So we went and kicked it and got something to eat and stuff. We had a good time. The music left a lot to be desired, but... <laughs> I've, I've always heard, you know, and, and people portray him as being one of the nicest people in the world. He is. He is. He is very nice. He's, he's, a, he's a... And he's, like, respectful. It's like, you see, you know, a lot of times when you're, you're a gentleman, you know, sometimes a lot of people want to try to get over, like... Try to like, oh, this person put their hands around me, whatever the case like that. You notice in this picture, 
he's never touching the, the woman. Right. He's always got, yeah, so that's a good way to do it. A lot of times, you know, women are like laying on, on him and stuff. Or, you know, that's the time that's the way it goes. So um, you uh, so you know that um, there's going to be the Cauliflower Alley is here this, on the 28th. You know what the Cauliflower Alley is, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have, they're doing um, a thing for like Nikki James. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, and she was and years ago uh, when they at the at the Union Plaza here um, when um, when Mula and uh, May were here, uh, she was she was studying with them. And my daughter was going to go. She hung out or and stuff like that. She was going to go train with her. I'm sure glad I didn't send her away with them. But then you know that would have been a whole different story. And so and it's like yeah, hate that when that happens. So, um, but you, you, so you heard about the, you know, the the Crichton uh, leprechaun, right? Yes, I have heard about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he's he's back. He's bringing his friends. There, there are a bunch of immigrants coming over the over the border. So you talked about immigrants earlier. I was like, well, you look him up. He's, he's I think that's what that that chick saw on the side of the road. She said, I saw a toddler, and so she ran out and got out of her car and started chasing the toddler down the street. Oh, those are the days. You remember the good old days when you see kids run on the side of the freeway and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah bounce around like, on you know, the median shore, yeah. Yep, like an Amish kind of... Uh, you know, you're not that far from Amish country, are you? Oh, I'm, oh. I'm very far. I'm about seven hours, eight hours away from Amish country. Oh, that's that's Quakers. I'm sorry. Excuse me. We do have Quakers. a lot of Quakers. Yeah, there's a lot of Quaker settlements in this area, yes. Yeah, I like their oats. So, you know, they're pretty crazy. So, um, uh, are you going to... What happened this last weekend? I thought you were going to do the show. No, I ended up not doing it. I um I had to up my dose of this medication I'm taking, so I stayed in in case I got sick. Ambien? Nope. Don't, nope. Don't be pulling a Rosie O'Donnell on a brother. Nope, nope. It's uh <laughs> it's my my weight loss medication. They they up the dose because they do it after a certain amount of time, and so they said, hey, you know, you might finally have those side effects. But thankfully, I didn't. I had a, a little bit of queasiness for about a half an hour, and then it faded. You find yourself uh, being wide awake, you know. You know, is that what it does? That do that for you? You know that. No, if I if now I'm in bed by ten o'clock, even if it's a Saturday night. But that CPAP machine is off the hook, though, isn't it? Like a mug. I'm getting to the That's point a, where I don't need it anymore. You know that, that? Well, you might get that, but I tell you, with that your snoring was really bad. It was like a buzzsaw. So, but that when even when you stop, even when you're not using the CPAP machine, you find yourself not snoring like you used to do. You know? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that you heard me when I was sleeping. Yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> it goes all around. If they have it, all, they have it like they give. They have the. It's like a live live stream of me sleeping. Yeah, the, yeah. The Secret Santa gave you a take two of it. Also, <laughs> that <laughs> that and Disco Duck. All right, I'm gonna. I gotta hold you there. I gotta hold you there, Lebon, because I gotta take a break. But thank you for the call. Are you doing something this weekend? Are you doing a show this weekend? Nope, I'm actually, I got a paranormal event this weekend. Oh, what's so paranormal that you can't do the show anymore? I'm, I'm raising some money for the Oliver House. Oliver. You know, Oliver. I remember the play Oliver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it that Oliver House? It's not you know? not the same Oliver, no. Oh, curses. No, yeah, right. But can I have some more? You know, like, oh, they don't like, uh, wasn't that, wasn't that uh, uh, Ricky Schroeder that did that in that, that movie? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then they made that that Disney cartoon version of it, Oliver and Company, with uh, with Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel! Yeah, he did the voice of uh, the the Dodger, the dog Dodger. So the Dodger, the starful Dodger. Yeah, I gotta I yeah. gotta hold you there though. I gotta take a break. Oh, we have commercials okay, on this show. Tell you about about 
I was going to tell you about being followed. All right, then I guess I'll talk to you maybe next week or something like that. All right. God you, bless you. You as Help well. Parents, give your parents hugs for me and your, and your, your son. Will do. And um, where will you see uh, Mr. Matt? Oh, M- Moniz? Yeah. Oh, I talk to him every week. We we usually text or have a phone call at least once a week. I'll I'll pass on your well wishes to him. Yeah, tell him. Yeah, he's going to come to Vegas next month. You know that. Oh, I don't I don't know if you want that to happen. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. On the down low, nobody's <laughs> supposed to know. Okay. All right, play on, Playboy. You Come have on. a good one. Take it easy. God bless. God bless all you listeners. Hello. <laughs> all right. That is Lamone in Las Vegas. All right. We got to take a break, though. We'll be back in just a few moments. You know, you heard that rejoiner there say that uh, this show is like breakfast for your mind, but you also need some some breakfast for your belly, right? So if you do need some breakfast, head on over to Just Another Phoenix Restaurant. They are one of the premier places to get breakfast on the South Coast, not just because of all their great regular everyday items, but also because of the really creative and inventive specials. They come up with each and every day. And today is a special day over at Just Another Phoenix. It's Tuesday, which means seniors get free coffee with their meal. So when you head on over there and you order breakfast, if you are a senior, you will get free coffee. So one of the ways they like to give back to everybody and thank them for being regular customers and patrons of Just Another Phoenix restaurant. And if you want to go over there today and you pull up there and you order your breakfast ahead of time and you don't have to get out of the car and all this wet weather. You can just stay right in the car and you can pull up to the drive-up window and get your breakfast that way. I mean, I guess you still have to get out of the car when you go back to wherever you, you were going, but at least you don't have to get out and run in and get your food. They have that drive-up window to make it easy and convenient for you. So stop on by, get yourself some delicious food and start your day with a smile on your face. If you do go inside, you're going to find a welcoming atmosphere, a great staff, people who really care about making sure that your day starts right. And if you want to sit at the counter and watch the cook prepare your meal, you can do that too. It's one of the few places around where they actually have the grill right out in front of you as opposed to being back behind closed doors. So you see everything that's going on, and it's really impressive to watch a breakfast cook at work because they have to remember a lot of things and do many different things at once, and they handle it masterfully over at Just Another Phoenix. So check them out. They're located on Fonz Corner Road in Dartmouth, Just Another Phoenix Restaurant. We're going to take our final break of the hour and be right back. Come. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.